You are listening to Mobility Marvels, the Civitas podcast. Civitas is a European Union initiative working with cities to make sustainable mobility a reality for all. In the first season of Mobility Marvels, we met three pioneering projects and heard about cities daring to do mobility differently. Today, we launch the second season with an episode exploring how two vastly different cities have both turned to neighborhood level planning to make mobility work better for all. I am Adrian Kotler, and this is the first episode of season two of Mobility Marvels. In today's episode, you will hear about two Civitas projects and how they helped cities make local transportation more sustainable, people-oriented, and accessible. The Mobility Urban Values Project, or MOVE, inspired sustainable habits by rolling out a mobility game in neighborhoods across Europe, including in Helsinki, Finland. The Cities for People Project catalyzed and tested demand-driven and locally designed mobility solutions in cities such as Tricola, Greece. What role does neighborhood-level planning play? How can we best engage locals at this scale? And how can we ensure that successful neighborhood projects can be scaled up to maximize impact? To answer these and other key questions, we have two distinguished speakers with us. Mr. Sami Sahala, the Smart Mobility Project Manager at Forum Virium, the city of Helsinki's innovation company, and Mr. Odysseus Raptus, who is the CEO of eTricala SA, an organization owned by the municipality of Tricala, which uses new technologies to successfully implement municipal, national, and European projects. Thank you both very much for being with us here today. We are delighted to have you with us. I mentioned in my introduction earlier that through the Move and Cities for People projects, you have worked at the neighborhood level to improve sustainable mobility in your cities. The details of your work are also outlined on the Civitas website, and they will be featured in an upcoming Civitas publication. But for those who have not yet checked those websites out, I'd like to invite you to start by giving us a bit of a summary of the measures that you've rolled out in the context of both MOVE and Cities for People, and let us know what those measures have looked like on the ground. So perhaps, Sammy, could you start by giving us an idea of your work in Helsinki? Sure. Uh, so the project MOVE, MUV, uh, we were six cities in that, and Helsinki, obviously, one of them. And and the whole project was about trying notching or, or gamification. Point was to, to try the uh, the gamification in order to, to notch people to choose more sustainable transport modes. The idea is that to look at, you have planning on the other side, and then we have the citizens using all the, the, uh, the results of the planning and then you need to have people give feedback back to the planning and actually that becomes a loop and then how we can have gamification there to enable that and kind of facilitate that and hopefully in a more continuous manner than just a one-off surveys that, that's basically how we approach it yeah excellent yeah that's a, an interesting way of thinking about the neighborhood level um, and now I would turn to Odysseus. Could you please give us a bit of an idea of, yeah, what you accomplished in Cities for People and how you saw the neighborhood level approach? 
I, I, I thank you for the question. I will try, first of all, to introduce our city. Trikala is not as much famous as Helsinki, for example. Trikala is a small to medium-sized city in several Greece. Uh, it hosts 81,000 inhabitants uh, in, in its urban core. Actually, every day, something like 110,000 people are circulating the town. I mean, are accumulating their activities in the city, from the surroundings, from the villages. They are working in the space and then they go, they, they go back uh, to their residence. Uh, so we're counting normally something like, like 100,000 people. And we have serious problems with mobility. Why? It's an old city. And uh, it's a river that crosses the city that makes mobility more difficult. And solutions that we have to apply are uh, need uh, very, very, very drastical, uh, let's say, constructions. So we're trying, last eight years with the existing mayor, Mr. Dimitris Papastergiu, we're trying to improve the mobility solutions. And that's why, by participating to the project, the Cities for People project, we thought that the small mobility issues can assist the everyday uh, problems that people are facing by circulating in the downtown Maine. Uh, to your question regarding the uh, neighborhoods and the plan that we have implemented, the co-creation was a new concept in the beginning of the project. It was essential for Trikala to think out of the box and organize attractive workshops and activities with uh, the citizens and actually with people that are visiting the city. Uh, maintaining the balance between the pilot sourcing by the community that could also be implemented was another challenge for us. The key factors were the result from the online voting. So we have decided, first of all, to have a poll. I mean, to issue a poll and by that to understand the needs of the, of the people. But uh, after that, we thought that uh, workshops could uh, bring us closer and we can identify and we can understand uh, neighborhoods and citizens' uh, demands. So we have applied both uh, issues and uh, questionnaires and uh, the workshops. And the result was fantastic. When I say fantastic, we heard, I mean, we have employed as a municipality specialist to give us solutions. Of course, they have offered us uh, good ideas, but the ideas that we got from uh, neighborhoods that we got from people that are living and, and visiting Trikala were fantastic. And to be more precise, I mean, people have, uh, apart from other issues, have it, it, it identified the, the two specific needs. One was, it's so simple, but I have to say that it, because this is very crucial for our city, blockers. We didn't have in our city, in our plans, for so many years, we didn't have a safe place for somebody to leave his bike, to, to, to let's say, to walk or to cycle for, for, for the public sector or for the banks or for the issues that he has to deal with in the, in the city, and then to pick it uh, up and go back to his uh, destination. So by that, we have built up lockers in the downtown. They're famous. They're very valuable for them. The people are not only using, but are booking now the lockers 
for, 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 for their next visit in the city. And the second one was a, 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 new, a new system that was assisting and is still assisting people with wheelchairs, I mean, not electrical, non-electrical wheelchairs, but normal old-fashioned wheelchairs, that this system was, is very, very easily, in less than one minute, can be adjusted to the wheelchair and transform that to an electrical, a full electrical and, uh, uh, let's say, uh, more fa faster and easier driving wheelchair. These were the two main issues that this hall and neighborhoods and visitors have identified for our city. And we have done it. How do you actually go about engaging the right people from the neighborhood and engaging a good spread of people in the neighborhood? There's tons of groups that we know are overrepresented or underrepresented in that citizen engagement. And I'm wondering if both of you can speak to how you actually start this process and make sure that you have a good distribution of everyone in your community able to participate and feed into to decision making. So Sammy, perhaps we can start with you and then move back to Odysseus to hear about Tricala exam examples as well. In order to do that, you really need to, to know the people first. So you need to do the homework in, in order to provide that kind of service, that kind of development, uh, that kind of solutions that they really need. And then, of course, we, we did that. We actually had been doing that, uh, started that earlier uh, a little bit already. And the reason for that, that we, we've been active in our smart city district, which is a separate district uh, for six, seven years now. But that wasn't, at least it, initially, it wasn't a good area for mobility because it's a new area. There wasn't too much mobility. So we were, we set out to, to uh, create another second smart city living lab district, which was focused on mobility only. And there we, that area, we had a lot of actual challenges as well. And so what we did, we, we went out, we did our legwork, we, we engaged them, we, we uh, talked to them, we learned what, they, what are their pain points, what, what are they, who are they, what are they like, what are, what do they think, what, what are the, any issues on their mobility. So we were uh, setting up uh, some, well, workshop is a fancy name, but, but meetings, uh, so that let them explain, pinpoint something on a chart, on a map, uh, and then just offer them coffee and little snacks that gets you quite far already, but, but just to learn it. And, and also we didn't, we wanted to, we wanted to establish ourselves in a different way than the city, which is quite often a top down model of, of communicating. Um, so we were kind of a bridge between the city sense and, and, and city and helping them out. And, and we didn't want to kind of create a separate new forum for, for our communications, we, we engage their existing communications, their local neighborhood Facebook pages, for example. And there we were, in a, in a polite way, uh, explain who we are, what are we out, out to do, what, what are we trying to achieve here, and, and help us do that. And that way, bit by bit, it takes time, and you need resources for that. But, but uh, in the end, that's how you can provide what they really need. And then and that, that we are convinced that that works, and now we are doing that more and more in the different parts of the city as well. Yeah, I find that really interesting, the idea of uh, taking advantage of local neighborhood social media groups rather than recreating new ones, because I do think that 
we so often want to create our own new pages and platforms. And there's really so much value in making use of what neighborhoods are already using. So now, Odysseus, uh, could you please let us know what your approach is to, to really engaging locals from the get-go? Uh, we have started with voting, all right? That was easy. That was, I mean, people have participated and gave us the rough idea of what they would like, first of all, to, to deal with. And then by getting most of the, their ideas, we have tried to the first workshop to clear the list out. I mean, to, to, to make the list feasible, first of all. I mean, people were uh, voting for uh, projects with uh, a lot of, I mean, for time, needing time to, to be constructed or a lot of money to, to be implemented. But we have con concentrated to the project that could easily be uh, applied and uh, established in our city. So I believe that going through the workshops to the second or third, I do remember that we have been approached from the local uh, disabled or wheelchair people because the idea was spread around the community. So they have been uh, approaching us to set the problem and to ask from us for a solution. That's why I believe that the voting gave us a rough idea and then workshops were special, uh, specializing or uh, let's say concentrated more to specific issues that could be implemented. To the final workshop, we have agreed these are gonna be the, the issues. This, the municipality and the European funded project can implement and uh, in two months' time, from the day that we have finished with the workshop, we have implemented that and we have offered that for use. They liked it. They wanted it. It was not a solution coming out from another city with uh, different characteristics. They have chosen. They have liked it. They have seen that in front of them. So I believe that voting and multiple workshops was the success of that, uh, let's say, uh, survey to our community. And when you did that process of whittling it down from the long list to a shorter list of, of more feasible actions, how did you do that without losing the trust of the community, without making them feel like you were, you know, unilaterally taking things out or putting things in? How did you ensure that people felt still heard? That was the, 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 the huge output of the workshops. It was targeted to what we need not what we can have in our city. I believe that the scale down that happened to all these solutions was successful because it was all the time communicated and all the time discussed with the uh, participants. Yes, Sammy, please feel free to add in. Uh, yeah, if I can comment on that. Um, uh, well, example of what we did. Um, we we are not our job. We we are not the city. We we are kind of like said the innovation company. We are wants to try out new things, and we are the ones who try and fail first. So we are not going to provide huge amount of of transportation like e-scooters there. That's not the role that we have. But what we've been doing through our kind of continuous open calls is that that we have we set out a kind of challenge that comes from the the local residents and we. Uh, we ask uh, local companies to come up with the solutions there and we pay them a little bit and then let 
we, we our job is to ensure that the local people then try and, and use them and give feedback. So that's part of the co-creation and, and in the end co-design maybe. Our, our job is to facilitate a number of pilots there and make sure that people try and they learn about them, they try them and give feedback. And basically, in a way, they vote that what's what they like and what they don't. I want to pick up one of the phrases that I heard was scaled down um, in terms of making sure that our decisions are scaled down and that the community is involved. But I'm also curious about scale up because the neighborhood level approach can be very effective in that it's really created by communities on the ground. But also something like a neighborhood sump or a neighborhood body is very local. And we know that not only are our cities bigger than that, but you've also both expressed that your cities have commuters coming in even from outside its own boundaries. So how do you make sure that successful methods and solutions can spread beyond the insulated neighborhood level? The small cell, the neighborhood, it has specific demands have specific needs. So we we got the idea from the neighborhood. What is the, the, the issue that they would like to be implemented? What is the main uh, issue that uh, the municipality has to take care of it? And we have scaled that up. In terms of scaling up, I was thinking that what, it depends on what are we scaling here. Um, if If it's mobility service provided by public sector, the city or, or the local transit authority, for example, that's by default, that's kind of city-wide. The, the, the aim is to scale it from, from almost day one. Uh, but then what we've been doing is, is trialing new solutions, new ideas in a smaller focus in, in a one local neighborhood. Now we are the not the ones, or the city is not the one scaling that. It's the mobility service providers. Uh, it's the third parties, so commercial companies. And our job is to help them do that. Maybe we can help those companies then to to address and and find the pain points of that next neighborhood. So let them familiarize uh, and, and get to know that 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 different areas of the city better in order to then tune up the, the uh, offering uh, that, that would be then better to scale up than, than, than the, the... So the copying is, is not always the optimal solution. It, it may work, but our job is to, to help on, on that job especially. But again, it's not our job. Yeah, it sounds to me like it's more about scaling up the approach scaling up the process of talking to locals and hearing local needs and much less about scaling up specific solutions. Yeah, scaling up maybe the, the, the method that how do you enhance the local mobility in another neighborhood that you're going to address. Um, one thing that strikes me is that, as we've already mentioned, Trikala and Helsinki are extremely different cities. You know, one's in the north, one's in the south, one's on the sea, one's a bit farther from the sea, one's quite large, one's rather small. You have different cultures and languages, and yet there's really a lot of similarities in terms of both the overarching approach and the more granular details, such as the fact that both of your initiatives are being led forward by these city-owned companies, both of your initiatives are quite local. You're both using different workshop methods to try to engage locals. 
And I'm wondering if throughout this discussion and also your work in the Civitas projects, where I know you're both working alongside a number of other European cities, uh, if you can speak a little bit to some of the similarities and some of the universal aspects of this neighborhood level mobility approach, as well as some of the things that you found really difficult to to replicate or to pass on from city to city. Yeah, we, we are different, but at the same time, we are not that different. But of course, it, it's true that that whereas the city, as in in a, in a bigger picture, is uh, quite different than, than a small city. But when you are focusing on a neighborhood level, those differences disappear or at least decrease quite a lot. Uh, so we are back to the basics in the same way. It doesn't matter if the city around that neighborhood is, is big or not. Of course, the, the mobility is, is something that's not there only in that neighborhood. It, it, the mobility, the transport doesn't stop at the neighborhood borders. It doesn't stop at the city borders. But but still, there's, um, we need to keep in mind that, that Still, the mobility for those people in the neighborhood, it's always the first mile and, and the last mile. And in, in many cases, sometimes the only mile that they are transporting. So so how to approach that in that, that neighborhood level? It's, it's uh, I think we are not that different. Uh, the same logic applies. Sure, there are lots of cultural differences in different countries, different cities, different neighborhoods even. Uh, also geographical differences and all that. But still, again, when you come down to the basics, it's it's the same same steps apply. Let's, let's say that. I would say so. So we've been happy to work with other cities again, learning from the best practices, but also realizing that that hey, we can work together. It's 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 quite easy actually to work together, especially when you when you look at the neighborhood level. And and there it's 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 I think we are at least we are happy and we've been in, coming across three color quite often <laughs> in these different uh, European projects as well. But it's 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 I think it it's a pleasure and it's it's almost a privilege to be working with other cities because that's how we can get things forward much more much better. Excellent, that's great to hear, especially as Civitas you know, ultimately is really a network of cities. So hearing that there's been concrete benefits to you is is really heartening. Odysseus, do you have anything to add as well to that point? Yeah, certainly. That is fantastic. I mean, what you said before and what Sami said, it's fantastic that cities can exchange technology, can exchange experience, can exchange uh, solutions. This is the, 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 the region of networking, right? Trikala can easily be considered as a neighborhood of Helsinki, right? Not Helsinki for London or for uh, Paris or for another bigger city, but Trikala is an, uh, and what we, we, how we're feeling, I mean, can be an excellent test bed. For what? For new technologies. For what? For new applications. For example, we are using in the everyday environment uh, driverless buses, which was not easy to be implemented in a bigger city. So we had the first, four years ago, we had the first circulation of driverless buses in the downtown, and now we're ready, let's say two, three months time, to repeat that for a European project in a bigger distance to use the city, to use in practice, right? To use the city as a test bed. So 
I believe that the fantastic issue of European community, the fantastic issue of Civitas, the fantastic issue of all these projects is that we can exchange experiences. What we can do here, probably Helsinki would like to know, or Helsinki could be difficult to apply in, uh, let's say, in, in, in its environment. So we're open, we're happy to be part of this chain that will drive to, 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 to secure solutions, first of all. And regarding mobility, I believe that we have to be fast at the same way because carbon dioxide is not waiting for us. So we can be fast and faster by using small cities to test the technology and then easy, be easier to apply those technologies in bigger cities to, to change the scale, to improve the scale. When cities do approach both of you to say, we're looking to use a neighborhood approach for sustainable mobility, what kind of advice would you give them as a, as a good starting point? Have time. It doesn't happen too fast. It, it, honestly, it takes time. It needs, you need to have resources on that. So have patience. Uh, one thing would be maybe to, to, um, again, understand the, 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 the bigger picture. How should you approach things? What are you trying to achieve? Because it may not be always the same thing. So adjust your approach according to what you're targeting. And, and, um, Maybe not do it alone. Of course, do it with the with the citizens. The, have really open approach to local stakeholders. I think the next thing on on our to do list is to to uh, really go learn how to cooperate with the city's own citizen engagement team that they have. And of course, I'd say that that we should learn from each other. We've been learning things sometimes a little bit the hard way by just going there and and, and improvising and and. Uh, that, that's that's one thing to, to keep in mind. Don't try too much on your own. And Odysseus, when people ask Tricola for advice on, on replicating this kind of approach, what sort of advice would you give them? What is actually the result, actually, from this experimental uh, approach that we have applied to the Civitas, uh, Cities for People project? Embrace the citizens. That was the, the key, the key, the key point of uh, not uh, not just listen to their opinions, embrace them, make them feel that the project is their own project, through and construct facilities just to see that their own ideas became true, became reality, and they can use it. I believe that this small uh, uh, start for for for. for different projects can be the perfect idea to go further and to provide, uh, uh, let's say, efficient solutions, not solutions that are not uh, applicable to our scale or to Helsinki scale or to London scale, but applicable situations. And that is coming by collecting their opinions and by, 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 by constructing uh, their opinions. And give them in front and say, that's it, use it. Then <laughs> they are happy and they are spreading that around. Yeah. But also, um, cities quite often tend to look at things too much as a project. So there's, there's a challenge, then you do something and there's a result. And quite often that's the end of it. So 
you should think of, of what we're talking here today. It, it, it's a process. It needs to. It's it's maybe it's a loop that that repeats itself, and then you do have this challenge and actions and 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 results. But then you come back to the square one and then start over. Uh, so don't think of it as a one-time action that that then results and and problem solved. That's not what it is. Yes, and I think that actually leads very well into my final question. So I might seize this opportunity to to ask one last question, which is that both the Cities for People project and the MOVE project have now come to an end. So what's next? What's next for your cities? What's next for your neighborhoods? And how are you going to to keep things moving forward now that those projects have come to a close? First of all, we... we, um... We don't want to do a similar project. We need to move on, no pun intended. But um, we, what we learned here should become more like an embedded part, uh, embedded segment in the next projects, so that we just don't do an, an similar uh, incentive or, or gamification project. So they always need to, to move on, come up with something new. So the, the stuff that we now learn and we know needs to be just integral part of, of of the next actions that we do. We are now looking at a couple of, of uh, areas in, in the city where there's a lot of uh, construction, a lot of refurbishment, a lot of uh, new development going on, which then has a major impact on mobility. So they that looking at those areas might be really uh, fruitful for us as, as an exercise as well that, that how can we how can we help them cope with that that major disruption on their mobility over the next years uh, see that but then then it's not just that we, we are looking at uh, for example last mile logistics uh, electrification of different things uh, also uh, our own uh, say utility vehicles for example and charging of them different types of approach that, that then lead into the same, same uh, direction. But, but the, um, the the local, say, the, the neighborhood level approach, we, we, uh, we, we keep going on, we, we keep repeating in, in different areas. But maybe there's a little bit of focus change as well that, that we are looking into more the digital side of things a bit more than, than, than usually we maybe are getting a little away from ad, kind of introducing new solutions. They will come up from, from the uh, different companies anyway. Uh, but, but maybe we should look at the, how to enable those companies to develop their services and, and, and especially focus on not the infrastructure, but on the digital side of things. That's maybe the direction for us on, on the future. And what about in Trikala? What's next for you? Ah, uh, next for us. Let's define uh, a very critical, to my opinion, issue, which is neighborhood, as you said before, which neighborhood, neighborhood needs, regarding mobility, the first and the last mile to serve on transportation. Drivers' buses are not, uh, I mean, to our opinion, are not yet ready to drive from Trikala to Helsinki, but can easily give a solution to the last mile uh, uh, use of uh, neighborhoods to approach the, 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 the closest point of public transportation system. 
And according to the statistics, that is the 80% that people are not using the public transportation system because they are not, they, they have not facilities for the last mile. Okay. In Trikala, we are trying now small vehicles and we would like to have a few. I mean, probably the municipality next year uh, will, have, will have a project to buy a few small electrical vehicles to run to the neighborhoods and uh, solve the issue of the last mile. Electrical, I'm always talking for electrical. I told you the buses the, that uh, with no driver will try to improve their uh, intelligence because they are not at the moment very intelligent. And I believe that uh, exchanging the experience and uh, producing pilots that are, uh, are built up in cooperation with the problem, and the problem probably comes from another city, a bigger or smaller city, I believe this is the, 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 the road, the main road of our company and uh, for, from the municipality that allows us to use the technology and to experimentally uh, use the neighborhood or the city to facilitate all these companies, all these ideas, all these solutions that we have in front. To conclude, uh, e-services, e-facilities, e-applications, we have to introduce those to our lives just to save the planet, just to save our cities, just to reduce the pollution that the e-applications and electricity can provide on us. Thank you both very much for this insightful discussion. I do believe that we all understand a bit more now about the importance of seeing this as part of an overarching process and also of exchanging these best practices with other cities and, and finding that common ground. We hope and we're quite confident that your work will inspire action in other cities across Europe and hopefully across the world. If you are interested in learning more about Mr. Sahala and Mr. Raptus' work, visit civitas.eu, that is C-I-V-I-T-A-S dot E-U, where stories of their successes have already been posted as news items, and where a compilation publication featuring insights from Trikala, Helsinki, and from five other Civitas cities and projects will be published shortly. Links to all of these resources and stories are included in our episode description. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time on Mobility Marvels.